the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Let's go to Japan in the 1600s and an incredibly skilled sword master who's hiding her true identity while also being a badass. It's Blue Eye Samurai. It premieres Friday, November 3rd on Netflix. Joining me, creators, writers, and EPs, Amber Noizumi and Academy Award nominee Michael Green. Welcome to the show. Very nice to meet you. I want you to introduce us every I morning to that. life. Like when we wake up, it's like Amber Noizumi, 6.54 a.m., <laughs> driver of children. <laughs> you got it. We'll make a deal after this. Yeah. It's like I wanted you to cheer on our every activity. Thank you, sir. Yep. Oh, you are welcome. And it's worth cheering on for what you guys have done with Blue Eye Samurai. I've seen the first couple episodes. It is such a good show. Wow. Amber, our main character, Mizu, how did you want her to shine here? She is quite a lead. I mean, look, she's half Japanese. I'm half Japanese. I, you know, that's a little bit of my fantasy of, you know, cutting down some assholes. I mean, am I allowed to say that on your show? You're good, you good. Holes. Um, but you know, ultimately it's just a, a great character, somebody who's internalized a lot of a lot of self-loathing, dehumanization, and you know, is on a journey, is on a journey to get her get her revenge, but also to kind of find some healing in the process. Right. Quite a journey. And Michael, you know a lot about heroes. You worked on the show Heroes on NBC. Also writing Logan to an Oscar nomination. So what goes in to crafting the perfect hero like Mizu? Uh, you know, it, it starts with, uh, you know, what are they after and what journey is that going to take them on? I love a grumpy hero. Uh, you know, someone who they have what they want, which is very different from what they need. Um, you know, when you have a single minded hero who's like, I've got to go and, you know, Mizu's on her revenge quest. Then anytime someone kind of innocently pokes that character, it's really fun. Uh, you can just start, start to see the things that get in their way, the obstacles that become story. And when it comes to Mizu, and, and Amber, you mentioned this a minute ago about revenge. That's a big theme. That's a big theme. How did you want to kind of showcase that over the arc of the season and and bring the emotions out of this character? We wanted her to just be so laser focused, single minded on this idea of revenge, thinking that this is what was going to make her whole. This is what was going to finally make her satisfied. Along the way, she's going to realize that maybe this isn't what's going to make her satisfied. But doesn't mean she's giving up on the revenge. No, no, no. no. Right. We've got to cut some throats. <laughs> but, but, yeah. there, but there's more too. Right. Right. This show is so big on atmosphere. I love the vibe that we get. I also love the fact that you use the elements of water and fire. There's a lot of fire crackling. There's a lot of icicle crackling. So what goes in, Michael, into capturing that, the, the sound effects and the atmosphere of this? Um, you know, just take your time sometimes. Uh, television, sometimes um, people fear losing their audience so much that they jack the stories with like, just cut away, cut away, cut away, get to the cool thing fast. And we love steeping. It's a show about process. We wanted, you know, if we're making noodles, let's watch the dough roll out. Let's take our time there. If we're watching swordsmithing, I want slow motion of hammer scale falling off and sparks coming at camera with little Ridleys. We wanted the sound to be um, transported. We wanted the whole thing to be experiential. And everyone was on board for that. Usually, you know, you get from your studio and your, your network. They're like, cut that, cut that stuff. It's too you're quiet. And here everyone's like, no, let's hang. Yeah, that works. There's a lot of good 
walking sequences. We, yeah, we made sure we didn't do too much. I mean, yes, first cuts of the show, you know, in animatic. There's a lot of walking. A lot of walking. We're like, okay, we're going to wear out her, you know, her bamboo shoes with that, that amount of walking. But we made sure to keep it. We wanted to see that one C element, uh, elemental. You know, we wanted every frame to have something blowing, something in the foreground, something in the background, something in the middle. And and the swordsmith sequences are are very good as well. And of course, the samurai sequences. Everybody's going to be talking about these. So, Amber, what goes into deciding how much blood spews out of someone, and when, and how, the amounts, all of that? Uh, look, there were a lot of conversations about that. There were some iterations that we felt like oh, it's a little too much, <laughs> or that's not enough. But ultimately, Mizu has such a raw rage. And you can't articulate that without a lot of blood spilling out on screen. You know, like you got to feel that visceral. You got to sometimes hear the pumping of the blood out of a out of a person. You to feel you know what she's feeling. So it's definitely for adults, but you know it was it was necessary violence. Yeah, this is an adult animated show, but but one that's going to make people go whoa. And it's. <laughs> It got a lot of good characters, including Ringo, uh, the apprentice character Demizu, voiced by Masioka. And Michael, I like this character because of the spirit that Ringo has. Uh, that's what we're hoping is, you know, just someone who has uh, been marginalized as well. He is disabled and he is looked as other. And um, but he's dignified about it. He's found a way to survive in the world. He, he makes do. We, we always, I mean, you mentioned heroes before, worked with Masioka on that. And we used to like when we were writing this character, we were always like, Probably Mossy, right? Yeah, it's because Mossy and everything he does, like if you want to get the biggest laugh in a show, cast Mossy and have him just say earnest things. And it just becomes not just funny, but delightful because he brings that. There's something in him that's just very, um, and it can, he, he, he can uh, embody innocence so well. And he believes. And he, Mizu, it's the first time she's ever met anyone who looks at her and gasps in belief. Yeah, great character. Uh, and we've got Amber and Michael here with us on the LCJ Q&A podcast talking about Blue Eye Samurai. It starts November 3rd on Netflix. Wife and husband, I, I want to ask the, the both of you, what really, before getting into this show, has there always been a love of animation between the two of you? We both definitely had a big appreciation for animation. It was not something we thought we could get into and until until now, until we we'd been spinning this tale for fifteen years, or I mean maybe not fifteen, uh, ten, 10 years before we got into production on it, wow. and we realized that you know how can we tell this tale? And and we we realized we got to do it with we got to do it with animation. Just meant know? we would have to we got to learn great people and learn a lot. Like someone's going to have to teach us, and they did. A great perseverance. What kept you going for for ten years uh, until getting production on this? We just knew we had a great story. Once we we got to, like this idea of Mizu and her quest, it was just it was too rich. It's just a character who like tale it's story after story, situation after situation just presented itself. And then it was just, but however, how can we ever shoot something like that? And then it was adult animation was really the answer. And then the second that clicked, we're like, we got to pitch this, and someone bought it, and we wrote it, and we made it. And then animation itself takes time, but we right. were in active production yeah. ever since. 
Wow. Well, congratulations on making it happen. I love that. I, I also uh, think the character of Princess Akeme, voiced by Brenda Song, is very good. Amber, she stands up for what she believes in, which is a powerful theme. It's a it's a good, I don't want to say subplot because that makes it sound like a negative, but it but it's up there with what Mizo is going through as well. Definitely. She is is a bit of a foil to Mizu. She's kind of lives this pampered life. And we have uh, a lot of themes about what what were the available options for women at the time. And Mizu has to disguise herself because their vengeance was not an option. You know, being a samurai uh, really wasn't an option at the time. And Akemi has kind of the best version of being a woman at the time, but you still see that she's miserable and she has to go on her own journey to sort of find, find herself. And she takes, she takes Mizu along or Mizu takes her along and they, they learn from each other. And now we've also got a big name here in Kenneth Branagh. Now, Michael, you have written all three of the Kenneth Branagh Hercule Poirot movies, including A Haunting in Venice, which is uh, now on Hulu, I think, by the time. This oh, not yet. Well, in theaters now still. So you got time. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. Soon. And he voices a character on this show. So did you have to convince Kenneth Branagh to come on board? We asked very nicely and he very nicely said yes. Uh, he's a lovely man. He's ridiculously gifted in so many categories and he loves animation. He was just, he said, he, he read the script and said, that sounds great. Let's do it. Terrific. Terrific. How about the music on this show? The music has got to be very important for you guys when it comes to the samurai sequences. So what went into making sure the music worked? Uh, it's about building the world. Uh, one thing went into making the, making the music work and that was hiring Amy Doherty. Uh, she is a ludicrous incredibly talent. talented. We we told you know showed her the scripts. We showed her early you know animatics of what we were working on. She was a very early hire, and we were so grateful she came on so early because she went off and wrote a suite of music that is the the suite of music for the show. That for the first we'd seen the show early versions by that point, but that was the first time we felt it. We could feel what Mizu's arc was going to be. We could, she, you know, we could feel Akemi. We could feel battle, and um, you know, we, it was a combination of just asking her what do you think this should be, but us telling her what we want the emotions to, you know, what the space wants to be, what the tone is, and then really just uh, we learned by the end, just saying, Amy, what do you think we should do, and then saying, <laughs> okay. Okay, we should do that. Um, yeah, the spotting sessions with her got shorter and shorter as we just learned to trust. Um, ridiculously talented uh, composer. Terrific. We've got about a minute left. Uh, I want to ask you guys when it comes to this show and, and with your involvement in the movie world, what goes into making a good flashback sequence? Because we've got a lot of interesting flashback scenes, very pivotal. What goes into a good flashback moment? Uh, making sure the audience is oriented, knowing, you know, so they can clearly see the transition. And, uh, you know, making sure that it doesn't feel cuttable by by making it be really integral to the story you're telling, that if you pulled it out, you wouldn't understand. And in, because animation, you know, we talked a lot about like making sure that the flashbacks here literally look different, like the color palette is different. It was always memory play. Everything's a bit more intense, a little more surreal. The skies are purpler. Um, the rain is heavier. And, and also some credit goes to the editors who yeah. who definitely have to cut it at a pace to make it to make you feel it, to make you to make it visceral. If this show is not Emmy and Annie nominated for the editing, that, that, that'll be crazy snubs. You guys deserve to get lots of nominations. Congratulations on Blue Eye Samurai, Amber Noizumi and Michael Green. Uh, congrats on this November 3rd on Netflix. Thank you for being here today on the LCJ Q&A podcast. 
Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, lights-camera-jackson.com, and animationscoop.com. Go watch Blue Eye Samurai. And thanks for listening to the LCJ Q&A. 